What's up, 10 Count Nation? Jason Tiller here, wherever you are and however you're listening. Thanks for making us a part of your day here on 10 Count Podcast. We are deep into our run of uh, limited podcasts. We're probably halfway through, maybe a little more than halfway through. I'm not quite sure yet. It just depends on how many more we get uh, get recorded before, uh, before we decide to quit. But uh, this week's podcast guest is Anakin Murphy. And if you haven't heard of this guy, then you've got your head buried in the sand somewhere because Anakin Murphy uh, is everywhere right now. He is absolutely stinking everywhere. And I do mention that in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, really good at promoting himself. He's really good at I don't, getting his name out there. Um, and so if you haven't heard of this guy, then you, I don't know why, but dude, check him out. He knows how to work. He knows how to wrestle. He, he's just, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. He's a good person. And that's one of the biggest draws that I have to him. Uh, he and I connected over music and it's been, uh, just a, a glorious friendship ever since. So anyway, uh, I know you guys aren't here to hear me talk. So once again, 10 count podcast starts now. Hey, Anakin, what are you doing, bud? Hey, man, how are you? I am doing very well. So so you were in your car? Is that what I heard you say earlier? Yep, I'm in my car, just kind of like sitting so I can do this podcast easier. You're sitting in your car so you can do the podcast easier. That's that's a new one. I, well, I can't say that. I did a podcast with a gentleman in England, and I sat in Walmart parking lot and did it. So and I get it. Gotta do, gotta do. You really do. So, dude, you are fucking everywhere nowadays. Like, have you noticed that? Like, like I don't know. It's like every time I turn around, I see Anakin Murphy at a different spot somewhere in Illinois or Indiana or you know just wherever you're going. Because I mean, you went to Anified Underground, you've been to Zero One, you've been to IWAU, and then there, I like just looked on your page right before um, we started the podcast, and dude, you've been like. <laughs> I don't know, like six or seven other promotions that I, you know, I don't know right off the top of my head, but still you're, you're, you're just fucking everywhere, man. I, I appreciate that. A lot of things really don't hit me until like way later. And that's like one of the things like being as uh, young and as new into wrestling as I am being like as many places as I've been, it's just like kind of crazy, but like it just it still hasn't like hit me yet. Plus, I imagine it's a little bit different whenever, like, it's my view versus others. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, like, I see you go, like, like I, uh, didn't you do Ian Rotten down uh, IWA Mid-South and all that good stuff, too? Yeah, I've done that a few times. Like, you've gotten your name out there. That's that's what I'm kind of get driving at is, like, I've never seen someone, and you haven't been in this long, what, like a year or two at that? I, I'm like, I'll, it'll be two years in June. Yeah, so you, you haven't been doing this long, and then we're in the midst of 2020, which was pandemic-stricken, and all the wrestling got shut down, and like you still just somehow managed to promote yourself huge, and you were just fucking everywhere. Like, like how do you do it? How do you get yourself out there so easily? Uh, mainly, I jump in the car and try to travel as much as I can, and with people that like either either people that are names or just people that are just trying to do exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, 
I think most wrestlers, like either young or like a veteran, should should always try to travel and should always try to like work or wrestle as much as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what I did as well. You know, I, I jumped in a car with Joey O'Reilly or Shank or whoever. And, you know, we just, we just kind of went places back, back when I was really in my, in my heyday, um, before the pandemic. But, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about, you know, getting yourself out there and some of the cool things you've done. Um, dude, the first time you and I ever talked, I'll never forget this. You, you made this kind of impression on me. Um, who I, I'm not a veteran by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I've been around, I got a couple years on you. And right. uh, the first thing that you said to me, first thing ever, like first words that came out of Anakin's Murph, Anakin Murphy's mouth toward Jason Tiller is dude, I fucking love your song. <laughs> so yeah. to tell me about that. Like, uh, tell, you seem like a music guy. Uh, you come out to under oath and under oath is, uh, like, uh, how do I word it? Like bef- before 2010, like 2005 to like nine or a really, really good period in rock music. And Under Oath is like an underrated band from that time. Um, but like Under Oath and that kind of music is what I listen to. But I also listen to like Joyce Manor, which is like emo pop uh, and then like hardcore music, like Knocked Loose. And that's just like my my gimmick is that I'm I'm an emo character and it's not that far off from how I am as a person music wise. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me cuz just knowing your tastes in music like like I think you and I are kindred spirits to be quite honest with you. I would consider myself the elder emo. Um you know, here I am 33 years old and I'm like the embodiment of it. Wasn't just a phase, mom, you know. Exactly. So, no, I get you, man. So, so Under Oath you're you're in Under Oath and I agree, man. By the way, you know, 2005 to 2009, that was one of the best periods in in music in general, but but rock in particular. I mean, you know, Under Oath, you mentioned them, but you had like uh uh Every Time I Die, you had um As I Lay Dying. They they I think they made their uh, big comeback in that era. Um, oh gosh, AFI, that's when they made their big comeback. I mean, just so yeah. many of these bands that I loved growing up. And I honestly, I haven't kept up with it in so long, but it seems like so many of the new bands have used that period of time as kind of a jumping off point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Knock Loose, um, they don't really do like kind of like pretty stuff, like they're more gritty, but like they're definitely like driven from that. Yeah, absolutely. And like another band that comes to mind is like Motionless and White. We're, yeah. Dude, we're sitting here like nerding out over music and that's 100% different than what I was doing with Munchie um, <laughs> back in the first episode of this limited run. But I, so as a music person, I do have to ask you. So we're, as we're recording this, I literally, you know, 20 minutes ago just stopped watching or just finished watching The Dirt on Netflix. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Dude, you got to it. So it's a docu- uh, rockumentary, maybe, about uh, Motley Crue. De- oh, okay. Yeah, definitely worth your time. So I'm, I'm giving a Netflix recommendation on the podcast as well. So yeah, check that out. But, you know, being a music person, being, I, I don't want to say, you know, being Mr. Emo Guy, but I mean, you, you said it yourself, so I'll go with it. But, you know, how has that been a big influence uh, as far as your gimmick goes, you know, your, your wrestling and the, the character you're developing? Originally, like before, whenever I was still training, I wanted to be like a crazy character. Um, but then I just like the more I went to re- wrestling shows around, 
the more common I saw that because like I wanted to be different and there wasn't a lot of like MySpace scene emo kids like whiny like sad or angry all the time um originally I wanted to do like comedy about it so I would go to like Walmart and I would go to their uh CD selection and I'm just like oh this isn't taking back Sunday or whatever um but I I just wanted to be taken more seriously so I kind of developed this thing now where like I'm still emo but I'm like angry kind of like a hardcore emo you know what I mean yeah like in terms of like music like it's very very music driven like I come out to My Chemical Romance which is like the biggest emo band that I could probably think of (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the epitome of emo. But you you and I probably grew up on different eras though of My Chemical Romance because uh, what was yours? Probably Black Parade. I actually don't like that band at all. Really, I I do not like that band. Uh, my girlfriend <laughs> loves it. Um, I only come out to it because I know it's recognizable. Gotcha. And I know if people people can uh, know exactly what I'm about and relate to it. But I, I don't like that band. <laughs> but you're absolutely right, though. Like people can relate to My Chemical Romance. Like there are two distinct eras of My Chemical Romance. Um, you got the one that I grew up in, which was the the uh, Helena. I'm not okay. I promise that that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the ones where they kind of came back and did the Black Parade and kind of got more. I don't want to say dark, but I mean, that's kind of the best word to use to describe it, but you're, you're right. That's very relatable. And that shows a very high IQ on your part as to the audience that you're trying to attract. So uh, talk a little bit about that. Cause I mean, it seems like, you know, you you know what you want to do and you know who you want to kind of speak to. Uh, I knew whenever I watched wrestling, I always wanted to be the person I watched. So whenever I was growing up, I really loved Jeff Hardy and CM Punk. So I kind of thought, well, whenever people watch Anakin Murphy and they're like, you know, young or even like adults, like like they want to be Anakin Murphy. So they have to have something to relate to. Like me, like CM Punk and Jeff Hardy were not 6'6". They were not like the most built up dudes. They were just like guys who had a lot of heart. And that's what I try to convey because I'm I'm certainly like probably the skinniest person that has wrestled. But like I'm trying to make it, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that makes sense because, you know, people tend to idolize, you know, like like when you think about wrestling in the past, you know, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior, all of the biggest names from, you know, the early days of wrestling. I mean, even into the Attitude Era where you had Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. I mean, these were all larger-than-life type characters, but on top of being larger-than-life personalities, they were also, you know, the body guys. And we're entering an era of wrestling, I think, where we have the AEWs who are bringing some of the indie guys on scene. The perfect analogy, you know, uh, is probably Marco Stunt. Um, how many guys yeah. in this area have been on shows with Marco Stunt? You know, he's not a big dude, but he's on national television every week because people want to relate to those characters. People want to relate to the people they're seeing on their TVs, and you know, that's that's what people relate to now because so many people who are you know television audience right now, uh, it, it's kind of become. Uh, how do I put this? It's become the people who are kind of reclusive, and I don't want to, don't mean that in the in, 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 with any insult at all. But people who watch television now, 
you know, television is their escape from from life. And I think right. a lot of people who uh, who see the characters on TV, they want to be able to relate with that, and they're not going to relate to, you know, Johnny Quarterback. You know. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're right. Yeah. So, so Anakin, tell me, you've been in the business now for two years, and and I'm gonna try to stop talking because people aren't here to hear me talk. But uh, I, I gotta ask, you've been in the business now for two years. Let's start at the beginning. Um, how did you get into wrestling? Um, where did you train? Like, what what's your story? What's the story of Anakin Murphy? Uh, my dad was always a lifelong wrestling fan, so whenever I was like. I think eight or nine, he introduced me to it. And just from then, it's been like me and my dad's thing. And then I just grew more and more into it. Um, I always wanted to be a wrestler, but whenever I would tell people, they would always deny it because I was so small. Um, So I kind of like, that made me put it off and put it off and put it off. And then one day I just kind of like snapped into it. And it was just like, no, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? So... I, at 16, yeah, 16, I went to go train at the Ace Wrestling Academy, which is Cowboy Bob Orton School. Um, and that, that, that taught me pretty much the basics. Um, I, I was there for like five months, but I left because I didn't feel like I was progressing. So I went to Michael Elgin's Burning Spirit Wrestling Factory, and, and that's, and that's pretty much where uh, I had my debut. Um, I formerly graduated at Pinfall Academy under Guy Smith and Roy Lewis, um, which Roy Lewis is, I, I consider Roy Lewis being the main guy who helps me. Like with, with even all these training schools that I went to, Roy Lewis was always the guy that was there with me. And I would not be like half the wrestler I am today without Roy. Um, and we talk like on a daily basis and like he's always there to help me like always so i I guess training wise and like background that's that's pretty much it and so anakin i did i guess i didn't realize you had such a pedigree like um i never knew that you went to train at uh cowboy bob orton school or with michael elgin and um we'll, we'll try to stay away from some of the unpleasantness there um but like you know, anyone who's ever seen you work knows that you're different. There, there's something different about you. Yeah, you're the smaller guy. Yeah, you know, people can kind of throw you around, but you work with confidence, and there is something different about you, and that explains a lot for me personally, um, but I think also probably for our listeners. So talk a little bit about, you know, those early days. Why didn't you feel like you were progressing at, at Cowboy Bob's school, but also, you know, just like, what was it like? I mean, seriously, I mean, it seems like you've invested some major time and money into this. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that Roy taught me was to have my own mind. So, like, whenever I have, like, guys that are training, because I still go to Pinfall Academy, and I still, like, help around with guys that are training there. So, I have any of those or fellow peers, and, like, they ask, like, one thing, like, to carry on is to have your own mind about professional wrestling and, like, how it works. So, I always have my own mind. So, if I didn't feel like I was progressing, I would go somewhere where I knew I would. If I didn't feel like I got what I wanted out of this, I would you know, go somewhere where I did get what I wanted. Um, let me think how to word this. I guess like the whole like 
don't die confidence thing uh, also came a lot from Roy because he always hyped me up because I had like little to no confidence until like recently. Uh, and he's the one that kind of drove that confidence in me. And he's the one that kind of like said, oh, hey, you know, you're Anakin Murphy. You know, you need to view yourself, you know, as a high, like a high person. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so, so, so typically, you know, the confidence thing, that's a journey. Um, not everybody can really, I don't, I don't know how to put it necessarily. You know, you don't, you don't instill yourself with confidence necessarily without the right people around you. Would you say that, you know, Roy and the other people that you've been uh, working with recently have kind of instilled that in you? Yeah, most definitely. Roy definitely did. Uh, also, my best friend, who's also a wrestler named Jacques Kennedy. Uh, he, he's been with me like this entire time, like tr through training and everything. He's another one. Um, there's a ring announcer named Rob Leach, who's also my manager in some places. He, he, he also did it. And it's like guys that I've also worked with that like give me advice and build me up but it's also it's also like with confidence and like believing in yourself with me at least i had to force it like it didn't just like come to me and i didn't like just listen to people like i had to tell myself like hey you know you need to believe in this in order for you to do good you need to have confidence with this in order to do good you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's kind of like the fake it till you make it kind of attitude yeah yeah exactly yeah, and I think a lot of guys will do that. A lot of people just in general in everyday life are probably going through the same things because, you know, mental health is a big issue nowadays, and a lot of people didn't have confidence instilled in them growing up because the people, the generations before them, their parents, you know, they didn't have confidence instilled in them, and so they don't know how necessarily, but it's because, you know, it seems like as generation by generation by generation goes by, there seems to be more and more attention drawn to, you know, mental health issues and uh, loving yourself and self-care and things like that. And so uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people have had to learn to fake it as they make it kind of as a defense mechanism. But when you surround yourself with good people, you know, as, as you and I have, um, it, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about um, uh, coming to IWAU um, and some of the different promotions that you're working for. I do want to ask about, you know, um, you know, some of, I mean, like I said, er, at the beginning of this, you're kind of everywhere right now. What's that journey been like for you? Who have you been riding with and how have you made your connections? Uh, usually I try to make my connections by either messaging like promoters or like showing up and helping set up um, and just like talking to them. Kind of like networking. Um, that's how I try to make connections. But I usually try to jump in the car with, uh, like, Nick King is a wrestler out of St. Louis. I try to jump in the car with him a lot. Uh, Gary J is usually alone in those car rides. Um, Jacques Kennedy is someone I try to bring along with me all the time. Rob Leach. Uh, Connolly, who has been making a lot of waves in Indiana with Paradigm Pro Wrestling. I try to jump in the car with him. So it's just, like, guys that I know... I'm friends with and like if they have like oh hey you can you can come with me and you can help set up whatever I'm usually like right on that um with promotions I've worked for like with IWU like you said um I think it was I think it was Frank Wyatt uh who either mentioned it or I mentioned it to him and he told me to like 
just go, just go there and, you know, be there on time and whatever. And the first day I went there, me and Rob got there at like three o'clock and oh the doors gosh. never open at three o'clock. So we waited there for like two hours and eventually the door was opened and we got to talk to, uh, Josh Totten and Joey O'Reilly. And that was like January of 2020. And I've like been there on a consistent basis ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been fun being around you too, because it's neat to watch you learn and watch you, you grow, uh, because I think you have more, more of the it factor, I think, than, you know, a lot of people have, um, you know, it, just from watching you, your confidence in the locker room, the way you make relationships, the way that, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, but I, I genuinely see these things in you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and, no problem. You've earned it. Um, but, you know, you, you seem like you're very comfortable in just working, and it seems like you know what you want to do and where you want to go, and there's not a lot of people who can say that. You know, personally, I'm the kind of person who kind of goes along to get along, but, you know, just from sitting here talking to you and, you know, uh, getting to know you a little bit, you're not that person. You're the person who goes after what they want. Um, you know, that's a very... Uh, it's a very rare quality in someone to be able to do that and not offend people. Um, if that makes any sense at all to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, uh, going and re working with uh, Frank Wyatt, you mentioned him and by gosh, I tell you what, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't talked to Frank in so long, but I tell you what, I miss that guy. So lumpy, if you're listening, um, we, we miss you, but congrats on, on your nuptials. Um, anyway, anyway, aside from that, um, what's it like for you, you know, knowing that you're going to these places and, you know, you're in that kind of pay and dues, um, mode of your career point of your career, I should say, um, as opposed to just being able to walk in places and say, Hey, can I get a booking and not really, not really be the person who puts forth any effort. Like you don't seem like you'll ever be that kind of person. Right. No, I, I, I hate those kind of people that just go to places and expect stuff. Uh, I take like every opportunity, no matter how big or small it is, like with pride and a lot like, you know, like, wow, like I, I worked hard to get that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I've been main eventing IWU shows and even that's just like, you know, I, I'm proud of myself for that. Um, and like, just like just a couple weeks ago, I wrestled Gary J. And that's like, out of whenever I started watching indie wrestling, that was the main guy I gravitated towards, and that's the main guy that I wanted to wrestle, and that I got to wrestle him, and that was something I was very proud of myself for. Um, so I guess just like working hard really does pay off. It really does. And, and I got to ask you this, Anakin: Was Gary J the one that chopped the shit out of your chest? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen that picture, go check out his his socials. Um, you look like you just had a match with a meat grinder, man. And and it was the best match I've ever had. Oh, I believe that. You know, Gary J is a great worker. I I always go back to his uh, his feud with Warhorse at zero one. Yeah. Um, and then of course you. Know, I, I think everybody knows uh, we had Warhorse on the podcast at one point, uh, and he talked about the the infamous match where they they ripped his lip with a turnbuckle. Um, but I mean, I, th I think, you know, you're, it's like you said, Gary J he's, he's a really good worker and you know, he's there to help the young guys and he, he works well with people from what I understand. I've never actually had the pleasure, but, um, I, from everything I've heard about him, he seems like a really, really good dude to work with. He is, 
you would expect Gary to be like really, uh, really gritty because of his character. But Gary is a very, very nice dude, and he makes things easy, so easy. And that, that's, I think that's the way we should all strive to be. I know I'm that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't... I hate these guys that come in and they're like, they want to put people through their paces. And, you know, back they got this old mentality of, oh, let's stretch the new guys. And, you know, there's some merit to that, I guess. You know, it's not like, you know, the, the, the people who paved the way didn't uh, make money doing things like that. But on the same token, I mean, think there's real value in really being the mentor. And that's, yeah. that's the way I try to be anyway. What do you think about that? I, I try to be the same way. I try to be just the mentor because I, like, I look for, like, people who care about wrestling and people who, like, need, like, good like, compliments or, like, confidence boosters. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going like, to hand compliments because I like you. I'm not trying to say that. Just, like... There's a lot of guys in wrestling who will tell you that you suck and not give you a reason why and not say anything good about you. If I like like Munchie. Munchie's my perfect example. I've helped Munchie a ton. And if Munchie ever did something wrong, I would never be like, hey, Munchie, that was awful. And I turned away. I'd be like, hey, man, that was a good effort. Here's how you can better it. And you did this really well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And knowing that about you now, like th- that you're very judicious in the way that you you work with people, that makes me feel good. I'm not going to lie to you because you put me over to just about everybody that I work with. So yeah, because because you like I've wrestled a lot of big guys, and you are like the easiest one, and I've never gotten like hurt or squished, and that's rare with big guys. And like smaller wrestlers will will tend to that and be like, well, yeah. If he's a big guy and he's easy to work with and won't just chop the shit out of me and squish me on a Samoan drop, then, yeah, I want to work him, and that's exactly what you are. Well, thank you. And for the record, you know, I think that's the best way to be. But, you know, it seems to be that, um, you know, smaller guys in particular, you know, when when you work with big guys, they only want, they're only interested in throwing you around. And I try not to be that guy, but on the same token, I think that tells a good story as well. But when you can do it safely, that that's really that that's the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Like there's like you said earlier, how there's a lot of like old school mentality guys that just want to stretch out the new kids. And oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make their chest purple, and I hate every single one of them. <laughs> every single one of them. Bo Sawyer, we're looking at you, buddy. Uh, actually, but but Bo isn't. Uh, Bo tribe or Bo, I didn't let Bo, and now Bo respects me. <laughs> yeah, Bo, Bo. So Bo's a good friend of the podcast, but no, like, like, yeah, he, he. There was used to be stories that every person that he had, uh, he worked with, he'd have to chop like that, and uh, I, I'm like you, I always told him, no, you ain't doing that to me. Um, I mean, I, like, how how I do it is like, yeah, I'll take it, but like, you better take it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Bo also has changed. Bo. Uh, like Bo, Bo's a good dude, and Bo has improved as a wrestler and like a person about wrestling, because he he's really really trying hard to be the best he can, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. And no disrespect intended, but in fact, he's probably going to be on uh, this this limited run of podcasts at some point. It's inevitable. He's he's kind of a fixture on the Ten Count podcast, but uh, 
I can tell you, I'm, I'm like you. I feel like he, he's put in a lot of work to be, uh, to, to, he's done a lot of personal growth. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. He has. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about Anakin Murphy. Where are you, where are you going? What are you doing? What's, what's on the agenda for Anakin Murphy? Uh, now that 2021 is here and it seems that we're starting to come out of the pandemic just a little bit. What's, what's next for you? Uh, what's, I, I have, uh, Anna fight underground in April 29th. Um, I, I have shows with zero one USA all year shows with IWU all year. Um, in terms of like set in stone stuff, uh, that's going to be it. I may or may not debut at flop house wrestling. Um, and everything that's like set in stone, that's, that's pretty much about what's next. Okay. So aside from promotions you're planning to work at, what are, what are some of your goals for 2021? What, what do you want to do this year? That's going to make you stand out. I, I thought about that. And it's always like improve as a worker, improve as a person. Uh, but in terms of like goals that are like specific, um, I really want to wrestle out of the Midwest. Or I really want to wrestle like somewhere like California or like, I don't know, Wyoming or something like that. Like something that's not like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, like stuff like that. Um, and I want to wrestle for, I, I want to at least have one match with a big promotion in the Midwest, like Glory Pro is a really big promotion in St. Lynn, Missouri. Want to have at least one match there, you know, like something like that. Okay, so so a lot of personal growth, a lot of professional growth on the agenda for 2021, um, and, and you're you're a guy that can make that happen. Um, l- let's talk a little bit about um, you know as far as in ring work. Um, you know, what are kind of your goals as far as, as far as getting better as a wrestler? Like what specifically can you tell me that you're looking to do? Like, are you looking to diversify moves? Like, like how, how are you going to get better? Because you only, you can only go up from where you're at, dude. Um, with like in ring work, um, of course I want to get a little bit stiffer, but also like make it safe. Cause like, that's my biggest thing. Like I'm, I don't want to hurt anybody. Working like, with Joey, uh, working with Joey will make that happen for you. Just yeah. so you're aware. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Joey's also helped me a lot too. And he's also like one of the guys that has given me a lot of opportunities that I have. And, and so you know, he tends to be that way. And I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there, but you just gave me another topic. Uh, cause I was kind of floundering. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what else to ask. Cause we've kind of asked everything. Um, but you gave me another jumping off point there and, you know, working with Joey, um, I can tell you as well, you know, him taking me under his wing, uh, early on when I started coming to IWAU was a godsend because he did get me, um, he got me a lot of experience working other places, but he also treated me really well and never treated me like I was stupid. I think that was one of the cool things. One of the best things about Joey was that he, he kind of, he, he's built to be a mentor, it seems like. Would you agree? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that fully. Joey is uh, he, he's a stand-up dude, and he's only like out to help, which is like rare. Yeah, it, it really is. So, Anakin, we're, we're running short on time, man, and I, I hate to be that way, but I do have to ask you, you know, uh, is there anything else that you want to say, and then where can people find you uh, on socials? Um, I, I guess because I've been kind of like knocking off like uh, advice all all podcasts. So like, if I think of another thing of advice, 
uh, for like aspiring wrestlers or people like in training. Um, don't be afraid to be who you are and treat people like people, meaning like don't try to put on a front. Don't try to hide yourself. Like if you like, if you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that promoter doesn't, so what? Like wear, wear a Michelangelo shirt at the show. You know what I mean? It's like be who you are. Be yourself. Um, my socials, uh, Facebook, Anakin Murphy. Twitter and Instagram is Anakin Sad Murphy, all one word. And YouTube is Anakin Murphy Official, all one word. All right. Well, good deal. Anakin, thank you so much for, for coming on. And, man, I really look forward to seeing you because uh, you're, you're going places, man. Not, not, even, not even trying to blow smoke. You're going places, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you again. want to say thank you to Anakin Murphy for being on the podcast this week. Um, if you haven't checked him out on his socials, check him out on his socials. Uh, he's on Facebook and everywhere else he just mentioned. Definitely uh, one of those guys you want to keep your eye on because he's going places. I guarantee that. Um, so anyway, we're going to get out of here. But before we go, uh, don't forget to check out 10 Count Blog uh, on our website, 10CountBlog.wordpress.com. We're also on all of the major social media platforms. We are on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We've got our own YouTube channel. All kinds of stuff. You can find all that just by searching 10 Count Blog at most of those places. If you want your officially licensed 10 Count Blog merch, well, check out Spreadshirt.com slash 10 count blog you can order all of your favorite uh 10 count blog merchandise on there including jason tiller shirts you can get the uh yeti out of nowhere shirts uh you know some retro garb if you will um the old school 10 count blog logo shirt Uh, i think bo sawyer's chop shirt is still up there even though i don't think we've sold any of those but uh yeah check those out spreadshirt.com slash 10 count blog um Again, don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. I'm kind of rambling at this point, so we'll go ahead and get out of here. But thank you for listening to 10 Count Blog. Thank you for making this a special run uh, and continue to listen, continue to share everyone. Thank you so much.